from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. National news for week commencing February 25th, 2018 in our 23rd year of non-stop news. In this edition, we'll cover Jim Linton, VK3PC, Silent Key. WIA board comment from Peter, VK8ZZ. Callbacks, callbacks everywhere. When all else fails. Wire power transfer, the new BPL. Bouvet Island and serious fines. VK3RWO, meet the voice in VK7. The John Moyle in Townsville. Birds, Morse Key and Anzac CW and AM. YLs around the world. And we finish with the Thingiverse and Amateur Radio. These stories and more in this edition of News from the Wireless Institute of Australia, 2018, and for week of February 25th. It is with sadness that on today's news broadcast, we report the passing of Jim Linton VK3PC. Jim, our WIA secretary, died on Thursday the 22nd of February, following a short battle with thyroid cancer. Jim, who was one of the WIA's longest-serving office holders, joined the organisation as a teenager and an enthusiastic shortwave listener. A career journalist with 3UZ's Nielsen Broadcasting Services and later AAP News Agency and various trade magazines, he became a senior newsman covering the major stories of the day. His active life in amateur radio included the presidency of WIA Victoria, WIA Federal Councillor, news editor of Amateur Radio magazine and guest editor. Known as a ham with a strong volunteer spirit, he was the WIA exam service inaugural assessor in VK3 and a WIA team member for a number of IARU Region 3 triennial conferences. IARU Region 3 Disaster Communications Committee Chairman and the WIAIARU Liaison. As well as an honorary life member of the WIA, Jim received the highest honour in 2011, the GA Taylor Medal, as well as the Chris Jones Award in 2015 for his exceptional contribution to the WIA and to amateur radio. Jim was aged 71. Vale, Jim Linton, VK3PC. This is Robert. VK3DN. We start this week's bulletin with an apology to Keith Bainbridge, VK6KB. The VHF path between Australia and South Africa story last week that we sourced from the South African Radio League had some unfortunate errors. Keith was reported as Ken, who was originally VK6XH, and Keith was the spokesperson for the Northern Corridor Radio Group and not the West Australian Radio Group. Apologies, Keith, and thanks for the correction. And now, across to Peter, VK8ZZ, for the WIA board comment. Good morning. I'm Peter, VK8ZZ, from Darwin, up in Australia's north. The WIA offer affiliated clubs an inexpensive public liability insurance. The policy on offer through the WIA has significantly discounted premiums when compared with alternative individual policies which clubs could obtain. This is because the WIA takes out an overarching policy and is therefore able to negotiate reduced premiums. It comes down simply to a group buying power. 
Public liability insurance for 10 million or optionally 20 million is available to clubs that wish to join this group policy. The current public liability insurance expires on the 1st of April 2018, so it is important to renew as soon as possible. Recently, the Executive Officer of the WIA sent out an email to member clubs. The email requested specific information to enable the renewal of each club's partaking in the insurance scheme. The renewal information should be submitted in the next few weeks. Details of the insurance policy and the form required for insurance renewal are available on the WIA website under Affiliated Club Support. Next, I want to touch on the 2018 AGM. As the Acting Secretary of the WIA, I can advise that the Board of Directors have commenced preparation of their Director's Report. We are also in the process of gathering reports from the Chair of various WIA committees and subcommittees for publication. These will be published well ahead of the AGM. The WIA is a company incorporated under the Corporations Law and is a company limited by guarantee. Our revenue is below the threshold where we need to have the Institute's accounts audited. Indeed, the Institute's financial statements need only be reviewed. However, at its December meeting, the Board passed a motion that resolved to have the annual financial report for 2017 audited rather than reviewed. This audit is currently underway. The, the Director's Report, Annual Financial Report and the Audit Report will all be made available on the WIA website well ahead of the AGM. Members requiring a paper copy will need to make a written request to the National Office. This year we will be looking at making some small changes to the WIA Constitution. These changes will seek to update the Constitution by removing some outdated details which are no longer relevant in 2018. Such outdated information includes the names of the first Board of Directors as well as the initial membership subscription fees. The Constitution will also be changed to allow for some form of electronic voting at some time in the future. Details of the proposed changes will be included in the March-April edition of Amateur Radio magazine as well as being posted on the WIA website, well ahead of the AGM. 2018 WIA Radio and Electronics Convention and AGM a reminder that registrations are now open and they've been flooding in. The 2018 WIA Radio and Electronics Convention and AGM is being held at the SeaWorld Resort on Queensland's Gold Coast. The venue is located in the heart of the Gold Coast with easy access from the airport and to a wide range of hotel accommodation and with parking nearby. For those arriving at the Gold Coast on Friday evening, the traditional informal dinner and get-together is being held at Fisherman's Wharf Tavern, which is located near SeaWorld on Main Beach. The evening meal will be of your choice and budget. On Saturday morning at 9am, the formal WIA AGM and Open Forum will take place in SeaWorld's Conference Centre. This important event will be followed by an eye-opening afternoon program themed Beyond 2020. A commemorative activity to launch the armistice is to be announced by the WIA. The afternoon program will include guest speakers presenting on some cutting-edge technologies, as well as a range of strategy workshops providing members with the opportunity to share their views and ideas for shaping the future of the WIA beyond 2020. Saturday will also feature a range of relaxing activities for the partners, including SeaWorld tours and other visits. At 7pm on Saturday evening, the traditional WIA annual dinner will take place. The dinner is being held at SeaWorld's Shoreline Restaurant, featuring the restaurant's signature seafood buffet. 
During the evening, guests will be privileged to hear from Jeff Johnson, VK4XJJ, as he talks about his walk across Australia with Amateur Radio. Partners and friends are invited to join in the WIA annual dinner, with seats available for just $85 per person. Beer, wine and soft drinks will be available for purchase on the night. On Sunday morning, consider trying something different and join us for an early morning champagne and breakfast hot air balloon ride. Consider taking your radio with you and discover how far you can work from such heights. Sunday morning will also feature tours of the Queensland Telecommunications Museum, a tour of the Surf Life Saving Command Centre, plus a variety of demonstrations and displays of amateur radio equipment. There'll be a microwave shootout, talks on a range of interesting topics, plus displays of the latest radio equipment by some of our leading commercial suppliers. And last but not least, for those not travelling back to their home QTH on Sunday afternoon, you're invited to join us for a free barbecue dinner, courtesy of the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society. Further information and the full weekend program with online registration forms is now available on the WIA website at the link on the text edition of this broadcast. Callbacks, callbacks everywhere! A huge thank you to many organisations and individuals who send their WIA National News callback numbers through to nationalnews at wia.org.au each week. It's greatly appreciated. We're working to get things back on track in the callback statistics area and acknowledge the offer of help from Gordon Taylor, VK4VP, and Peter Forth, VK4NBL. Gordon and Peter are working through all the callbacks that have been sent in and updating the tally sheet, and there'll be regular callback tallies very soon. To streamline the callbacks process, we've created a separate callbacks email address, which is callbacks at wia.org.au. In future, can those stations which provide callback statistics please send your callback reports through to this new address instead of the National News email address? I'm Col, VK3LED for WIA National News. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Now, let's have a look at the international news. With thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate AR Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service, VK7, VK3PC, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Now, an amateur has become Harvard president. A radio amateur, Lawrence Bacow, KA1FZQ, has been selected to become the 29th president of Harvard University. He was selected from among a field of some 700 candidates and will take office on the 1st of July. When all else fails, Dave Sumner, K1ZZ, the IARU secretary, recently highlighted a video piece from the NBC Left Field News team who have published a great promotional video on the work that the Hawaii ham radio operators undertake. Now, the storyline follows the recent false missile attack message in Hawaii and the very well-organised MCOM organisation that exists on Hawaii that is run by amateur radio operators. It is well worth a seven-minute watch. Well, we thought BPL was bad. Now we have wireless power transmissions for electric vehicles. Staying with the IARU and moving to Region 3, Ken Yamamoto, who is the Secretary for Region 3, highlights the concern about wireless power transmissions for electric vehicles. 
Agenda item number 9.1.6 of the World Radio Conference 2019 relates to studies concerning wireless power transmission for electric vehicles, WPT. Now, these studies will assess the impact of WPT for electric vehicles on radio communication services and study suitable harmonised frequency ranges which would minimise the impact on radio communication services from WPT for electrical vehicles. These studies should take into account that the International Electrotechnical Commission, that's the IEC, the International Organisation for Standardisation, the ISO, and the Society of Automotive Engineers, SAE, are in the process of approving standards intended for global and regional harmonisation of WPT technologies for electric vehicles. There's a real concern about limiting the spurious emissions from these systems because of the projected density of the installations. The existing limits were not set with 24-7 wide band, however, a high-power, high-deployment density devices in mind. The amateur service needs to seek assurances from national administrations that they'll properly protect radio services. Now, at present, the spurious emission limits being quoted for WPT, EV, are a long way from what is required and would cause severe interference to radio services in the residential environment. The WIA has put this on the agenda for the next meeting with the ACMA in March to express the WIA's concern about this. This is Brett, VK7FTAS, for the WIA National News. And now, across to Felix, VK4FUQ. Bouvet Island update. For those keen to get a Bouvet Island contact in your logbook, there is still hope. It is reported that 3Y0I radio licence has been renewed, and a landing permit has been issued by the Norwegian authorities, so plans to get a camp and radio in place are underway. At this stage, the team are expecting to expedition during the Southern Hemisphere's sub-Antarctic summer. Bouvet Island is a dependency of Norway and is regarded as the most remote island in the world with high glacial cliffs making landing difficult. Strangely enough, the island has its own internet domain, stroke BV. However, Norwegian authorities have not allowed its use. As was reported last week, the Bouvet Island Expedition Group had to cancel their landing earlier this month due to bad weather and ship's engine problems and returned to Cape Town. The group was welcomed upon their arrival in harbour by local radio amateurs. Prior to an official function where it was expected the group would meet with the South African Radio League President, Nico van Rensburg, ZS6QL. Crime and Punishment As recently as this month, the ACMA website advises of unlicensed broadcasting stations being shut down, and that serious penalties apply for unlicensed radio transmissions. This is also a serious offence in other jurisdictions. It is reported that a radio amateur in Trinidad and Tobago must pay a $50,000 fine, or go to jail for five years, four transmissions made before he was licensed. The offence occurred in 2007, and the original trial decision was overturned on appeal from the Telecommunications Authority. The man was experienced and licensed in the USA, but did not at the time have a licence from the Telecommunications Authority Trinidad and Tobago. In a similar vein, the IARU Global Monitoring System locates and identifies intruder transmissions, with the intention of having the transmissions shut down. Links to the homepages of the three regions are available from the WIA website. The published reports from the regions make for interesting reading. VK Special Interest, Beacons and Repeaters. Across to Frank, VK3BFC. The new VK3RWO repeater in Wodonga was commissioned on Sunday the 18th of February by the North East Victoria Amateur Radio Club. 
The new repeater operates on 146.975 MHz with a minus 600 split and a 123 Hz CTCSS tone. It also operates on 438.600 MHz with a minus 7 MHz split and a 123 Hz CTCSS tone as well. The repeater is located in the hills west of Wodonga and has coverage as far as Talangata to the east, Shepparton and Yarrawonga to the west, Wagga to the north and Beechworth to the south. The repeater is also connected to the VK Link network and is regularly connected to repeaters in Mildura and Tasmania. So if you're travelling up the Hume Highway through Albury Wodonga, have a listen on 146.975 and say g'day to the locals. This is Frank, VK2BFC, for the North East Victoria Amateur Radio Club. Now, VK Special Interest Event News. VK2. ARNSW would like to advise that its 2018 upgrade licence course will commence on Monday evening, the 5th of March. The course is conducted at the VK2WIA Dural site from 7pm to 9pm. The course is suitable uh, for either an upgrade from a foundation or a raw beginner. There's a foundation weekend on the 10th and the 11th of March. For bookings or inquiries, please email education at arnsw.org.au. Now from VK7, meet the voice at Ross, March 18. We moved to an iconic whole state VK7 event with the Meet the Voice event on March 18 in beautiful historic Ross on the bank of the Macquarie River. Ross is located in the Midlands of Tasmania and is held in the caravan park. Now why is it called the Meet the Voice event? I'm glad you asked. This is an opportunity for amateurs from all over to gather in one place and meet the people in person that they talk to on the radio. Talking about radio is also the John Moyle Memorial Field Weekend and many overnight amateurs operate in the field day. Some will come along and either camp or stay in more comfortable lodgings for one or two days whilst lots of others will make the trip on Sunday morning and arrive in time to set up a car boot to sell goodies, etc. Registration starts at about 10am and official proceedings start at about 11.30am and there's a raffle for a very nice handheld. There's another important purpose of the day, and that is to award the Sewing Circle Net Trophy to the most uh, loquacious amateur of the previous year. Hope to see a lot of uh, folks turn up and have a great time too. From VK7, we move to VK4 and the same weekend. The Townsville ARC, or TARC, does the John Moyle Field Day 2018 from Friday afternoon 16th to Sunday lunch 18th of March 2018 at the Badekin Duck Roadhouse and Caravan Park. Portable operation is the go, so make certain you bring plenty of batteries and whisper-quiet generators if you can. The park is situated on the edges of what used to be the Selheim Army Camp, and the memorial is within easy walking distance. The Burdekin River is a bit further away. A short car ride gets you there really quick. There's a number of nice high eucalypt trees available to support HF dipoles, and the site has all-weather access. Should we be lucky enough to be marooned if the Burdekin River floods, then we'll still be very well off. It'll also be available on-site training and assessment services should you feel like getting or upgrading your licence. Hope to see you there, come rain or shine. This is Brett, VK7FTAS, for the WIA National News. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. 
worldwide special interest group is ballooning. MSAT Argentina balloon flight completes second trip around the world. MSAT Argentina reports that the Earth-circling El Pico Globo WSPR beacon balloon has now completed the second lap around the world. After its second crossing of the Pacific Ocean, the balloon flew over Patagonia, then headed north at 12,000 metres, altitude to Buenos Aires, during the night of February 11. On February 12, it flew over Uruguay, then turned east over the Atlantic Ocean to begin its third circle of the Earth. Pico Globo transmits the WSPR beacon on 14.0956 MHz. Have a look at the address on the email edition of this broadcast. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW, Key to History. The Morse key used by Howard Mason in 1929 to send the news that American explorer Richard Byrd and crew had completed the first flight over the South Pole has been donated to the ARRL. This 1928-30 expedition received quite a level of fame at the time, with constant radio communication to the outside world, being maintained from the expedition's headquarters on the Ross Ice Shelf. The key continued to be used by Mason, who worked in radio communications and was also a lifelong radio amateur. The actual Morse key and radio operators can be seen in a YouTube video of Bird's expedition. Howard Mason is also credited with being the inventor of the motor key, which at the time sat somewhere between the semi-automatic key and fully automatic tape transmitter. Mason was the sole manufacturer of the key and produced a total of three. I'm Felix VK4FUQ in Ingham and now across the coal VK3LED. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Defence. News from the Anzac Front. Radio amateurs remember. AM and CW on Anzac Day, April 25th, 2018. The traditional AM and CW event organised by Mike Banjo-Patterson, VK4MIK, and the Tablelands Radio Group of Far North Queensland will again take to the air for the eighth year. This is not a contest. It honours those modes used by service personnel in earlier wars. The event idea came from a telephone conversation between Mike and World War II Coast Watcher in Papua New Guinea, Lionel Veal. Lionel set up his ATR4A HF radio and oriented the antenna from behind enemy lines. He was one of those brave coast watchers who sent back vital information. The concept developed by the Tableland Radio Group in far north Queensland basically asks us to consider changing modes on Anzac Day nets as an honour and amateur radio salute to those who previously served or who are currently serving. The annual event involves ex-military sites and related museums, plus many stations will also be operating and switching to the old modes during the day. Many amateurs joined our Defence Forces and took their skills into their service lives, encompassing a wide range of activities such as coast watchers, Air Force radio operators, radar operators and repair, Navy radio operators and Army operations. Lest we forget. Thanks to Mike, VK4MIK, ex-Royal Australian Navy. And now it's across to Kimberley. Special interest groups, YLs around the world. Alara. Australian Ladies Amateur Radio Association, ALARA, was formed in 1975. Membership now sits at over 200. There are a range of membership options for joining ALARA or receiving the ALARA newsletter. You can even sponsor overseas friends into ALARA. Check out www.alara.org.au Inspirational YLs Yvonne Cagle, Catherine Coleman, Yelena Kondakova, 
Sandra Magnus. What do all these YLs have in common? Can you guess? Yes, they're all, of course, licensed hams, but what else do they have in common? What about Barbara Morgan, Kathleen Rubens, Yelena Sarova? Have you guessed yet? They were all astronauts or cosmonauts. A link to the full list of 28 names is available via a link in the text version of this broadcast. Space Weather Woman As hams, we all understand to some extent the influence of space weather on our hobby, but one woman has single-handedly changed the way we hear of and understand space weather. Through social media, Tamitha Scove has nurtured a vibrant space weather community of 30,000 plus people and growing. If you want to know more about Tamitha, just search for Space Weather Woman on the web. YL Opnet YL Opnet is on every Thursday on the Alara conference server on Echolink at 0135 UTC. The 26th January event had quite a list of YLs from around the globe join in. See the link in the text version of this transmission or search on social media for Y-L-O-P-N-E-T. Japan Ladies Radio Society 60th Anniversary Japan Ladies Radio Society is celebrating their 60th anniversary and have a special call sign 8 November 60 Juliet Lima Romeo Sierra. Look for them on the bands through the end of March. There's a link to their QRZ page in the text version of the broadcast. News from North Queensland. Anne Renton Memorial Net. One of the friendliest radio nets in the land happens this Tuesday evening, February 27th, from 7.30pm on the Townsville UHF repeater. The Anne Renton Memorial Net is open to young and old, YL or OM, and is a golden opportunity for anyone who needs practice on air to go onto the net as a second operator. The net will be accessible via the VK4 Tango Uniform Bravo All-Star Link, that's All-Star 46740, or Echo Link 834965. I'm Kimberly Olsen, VK2 KMI, for the WIA National News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Hamfest News, Wyong. The Central Coast Amateur Radio Field Day at Wyong is on today, and some of you may be even listening to this broadcast on site. As testament to the popularity of this field day, it was interesting to see that one of the popular online electronics retailers was advertising through its extensive mailing list that it would be at the field day and would be bringing along items to the field day if requested. We look forward to hearing about the field day in next week's broadcast. Special Interest Group's VHF and Above, The Plumber's Delight. From the WIA Awards Manager, John, VK3KM, comes news that there is a new 2-metre VK3 record. VK3ZAZ and ZK1AKW on January 30th this year made contact over a distance of 3,009.7 kilometres. For a full list of current and past VHF-UHF records, Take a look at the internet edition of this broadcast.
I'm Cole, VK3LED, for WIA National News. Weird and wonderful. These days, 3D printing is commonplace and 3D printers are coming down in price every day. There's a wonderful website called Thingiverse, where 3D designers and printers can share their designs and ideas. A quick look on Thingiverse shows a huge number of amateur radio-related projects. Search for FT817, and at the time of writing, there were 27 different projects from knobs to stands, power connectors, keys to mounting panels. Put in Ham Radio, and there are 179 different projects that cover all aspects of amateur radio, including, wait for it, an amateur radio-branded fidget spinner. Final, final. Poor propagation has radio amateurs turning to the weak signal digital modes to get contacts. The Sunspot Minimum has coincided with a host of Digimodes that have easily obtainable software and instructions. Digimodes can only add to the experiences of modern amateur radio and what it has to offer. There are roughly three categories of Digimodes. Try each, depending on the band and existing band conditions. FT8, JT65 and JT9 detect signals about minus 24 dB below the noise floor, making them ideal for a dead band. A bit better is the Mysterial Olivia at minus 13 dB. And finally, the fully conversational modes like PSK31, RITI or CW. There are many others on offer too. Uh, You on any of the digital modes? And the absolute final, remember the callback reports are now to go to the email address callbacks at wia.org.au. I'm John VK4JJW for the WIA National News. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.